It's the Book Squad podcast, a production of Lawrence Public Library and Audio Reader Network. On this edition, our two-book minimum features Behind Her Eyes by Sarah Pinborough, The Fire This Time by Jasmine Ward, Blood, Bones and Butter by Gabrielle Hamilton, and Smoke Gets In Your Eyes by Caitlin Doughty. Later on, we're talking juvenile fiction crossovers for adult readers, as well as other news and updates from the Book Squad. And now it's over to our resident Lawrence Public Librarians and Book Squad gurus, Kate Gramlich and Polly Ken. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the pilot. Welcome to the pilot. How are you feeling? Uh, good. Good. Okay. okay. Are you good? Okay. I'm good. Are you ready to go? You ready yeah. to talk about books? Well, first, let's talk a little bit about what we've been up to this week. We were sick. We were sick this week. Our whole week. department was sick Our last week. Our whole department. If you got a book from the library, I really apologize. I didn't sneeze on any of them. No, I did not. We washed our hands a lot, but we were sick. We ran out of soap almost. That's kind of what we were up to last week. So we've been shelving a lot since then to catch up. Mm-hmm. We've been shelving a lot of books. What else have you been up to? <sighs> Taking care of your cats? Yeah, yeah. I'm two cats, got a kitten and an older cat, mm-hmm. fat older cat. They're doing well. <laughs> and you're adjusting to life without one of your kids living with you? I am. I'm adjusting. I'm adjusting. A third empty nest. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, uh, I'm adjusting. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about some books. Yes. Are we ready good, to talk that's why about we're some books today? Heck yeah. Okay. So our segment, uh, Two Book Minimum, is in which we'll talk about two books. Minimum. Minimum. Each of us. We might talk about more, because sometimes we're rebels like that. Mm-hmm. But we'll always talk about at least two. You're going to go first, Kate, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, first I was going to mention uh, a book called Behind Her Eyes by Sarah Pinborough. And I received this as an advanced reader's copy. This comes out next January 2017. It's a really creepy psych- psychological thriller, which is becoming my new genre that I like. Apparently, I really like to be creeped out (laughs) when I'm reading and feel slightly eerie and a little bit afraid. So, um, in this one, there's the typical elements, which are kind of like one guy who you don't really know if you could trust him or not, and a lady if you don't really know if you could trust him or not, kind of like Gone Girl. Mm. Um, But then this one also has some weird paranormal elements and and dream scenes and all this sort of thing so it was it was really weird i read it um in about a night and i got really creeped out and had to sleep with the lights on did you sleep with the lights on a little bit yeah 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 it was a little weird uh but the cats out on guard they're terrible at that they're (laughs) terrible i'll have to borrow your dog uh but yeah they uh it was a really it was a really good creepy book. Okay, so you need to get you need to keep an eye out for that, right? And then get on hold for it when we get yes. into the catalog. Okay. I actually just had Ransom in collect- collection development order it and so it'll be available to be on order uh, soon. Okay. Be- behind her eyes. Okay. Um, the other book, totally different, nonfiction, um, is The Fire This Time by Jasmine Ward, and it's a collection of essays. Um, on uh, race and class and culture in America. And um, as you may have guessed, it's a play off of The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. And so that was kind of used as a, um, as a template, uh, talking about what it's like to live um, in a black body in America. And, oh, my God, the range of essays was amazing. It, they talked about anything from police violence to music to what it's like to be raised by your grandma to all these different things and oh i just i loved it it got me to check out 
a CD that I had never listened to that came out in 1998, and uh, and I loved it, and I listened to it for three weeks straight. So <laughs> it's it's a kind of a life changing life changing book. That's a tall order. It, yeah, no. yeah. Do do a lot of the authors in that book have their own books out? A few of them do. Okay, they're kind of smaller, smaller authors, smaller voices. So okay. that was kind of neat. I kind of didn't know what I was gonna get into. I didn't know what styles they were gonna be, and so it, it kind of felt like I was meeting new authors, which was really, really cool. And one of them, Keith Lehman, has a book that's coming out soon, and uh, so now I know more things to look out for. All right. What about you? What have you been reading? Okay, so Blood, Bones, and Butter, uh, a food memoir by Gabrielle Hamilton. I um, actually listened to that book, and it's a great listen. Um, So it, um, like I said, it's a food memoir. I, you know, start off, she just has this amazing eye for detail, and she writes about her childhood, like it starts off there, um, I was nostalgic for her childhood, mm-hmm. actually, <laughs> when she, um, the way she wrote about it, it was amazing. Uh, I really wanted to kind of live her life. And then as she kind of got a little farther, I realized, ah, I don't really want to live her life. <laughs> um, she had some stuff happen. There were some issues. But um, the way that she, that she writes about um, food and her relationship to food um, is, is really fantastic. And then um, at some point, she ends up in Italy and keeps revisiting Italy. Um, and then I had nostalgia for her trips to Italy that I've never <laughs> taken. So uh, it was it was just a it was a really fantastic listen. And if you love food and food memoirs um, and just memoirs in general, it's really good. She's a, a great writer. And um, the next book, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Caitlin Doughty. It's a very um, I just push this into everybody's hands <laughs> and people will say, why are you giving me this book about a woman who it's runs just, a crematorium? Yeah. That's super creepy. Um, but it's, it's really great. It's a pretty slim volume, but she's a really insightful writer. Um, it's not really creepy. It's actually really funny, but it tells, it's, it's a memoir also. It tells about how she got into the funereal sciences and she now runs an alternative um, funeral home and... Um, it's very good, and it's. A, I think it's a really great intro, really great way to face some of our fears around death and to, you know, look at um, how we handle death in America um, with a little bit of gallows humor. But she's also a um, very witty, great writer, and I saw her speak in public, and I, I believe that she might have some YouTube videos or and or a blog where she talks about um, these issues as well. So uh, look her up. Is there a genre called like career armchair travel? Because it's kind of like these there is books. now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We invented career that. armed armchair travel writing where it down. you could kind of find out. You don't have to go through all the schooling for different <laughs> careers and things or change I your life. I really would like just, somebody to go through the schooling if they're going to run a crematorium. That's though. true. I just, just I'm going to put that in there. It. Okay. But yeah, so you can kind of learn about different different careers and without actually having to touch any dead bodies or anything. Yeah. That's well, it was really fantastic. I mean, the way that she got started off was she didn't really have any schooling and and she got started off in the field and and figured out what she loved and what was important to her so um that's cool yeah it was really great it's a great book i'm putting it out there for people good well that is two book minimum for this week 
now we've got She Said, She Said. <laughs> Who came up with that name? I think that was you. Oh, dang it. <laughs> we okay. go toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe over a shared book and trying not to do spoilers, although this one came out in nineteen in the late 60s, yeah, early 70s. So it was when knee socks were popular. They're still popular. Oh, drat. <laughs> okay, that's that doesn't help you at all. I'm sorry. We've got um, this one is by Judy Bloom, and uh, it's "Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret." And Polly and I learned that we both read it and loved it um, as kids or as junior high kids, I guess. And mm, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. and we decided to reread it. I think I read it in elementary school. You were advanced. I was an early bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Do you, so who, who wants to throw down first? Um, Do you want me to throw down yeah, first? Yeah, yeah, Okay, because I read it first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I just remember when we were talking about a book to choose, um, this one came up, and I think it's, it's a good time for this book to come up. Um, Band Book Week is next mm -hmm. week. Judy Bloom, if you don't know this, is the second most banned author Behind Maya Angelou. Is it Maya Angelou mm -hmm. the first? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Judy Bloom has five Lucky. banned books. Wow. Yeah. She's saucy. She is. Mm, I love her. Well, um, we thought this would be a really good one to talk about. And we also um, actually have a, a news club letter going out this week that's talking about sort of the merits of adults reading juvenile fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided to go back and take a look at this one, and I'm really glad that I did. Um, if you would have asked me to kind of run it down for you before yesterday, I could maybe tell you some of the things, mm -hmm. but, you know, it only took about an hour and a half to reread it last night. And um, as I was reading it, like the passages came back to me. I don't know how many times I read this book. I must have read it a, a lot mm -hmm. when I was a kid because I, I was remembering all of the things. I remembered that she in, insulted that kid and called him a drip. <laughs> Do you remember oh, that? Yes. Oh, that was so mean. I can't believe Poor she drippy. did that. Poor drippy. drippy but um, it was a great book. And the, I think the thing that is wonderful about going back and rereading a juvenile book that you're an adult is or when you're an adult is that you can um i'm sure i i loved it for different reasons but i could definitely see why i loved it so you know in this book the main character margaret um is separated by a move from her grandma mm -hmm. and um who she loves very much even though she's her grandma um can sylvie can be a little bit much um, she loves her very much and she's very important in her life. And then, you know, so when I went back and looked at it, I thought that's exactly why I love this book so much because I lived in Arizona. My grandma lived in Iowa. I didn't Aww. get to see her as often as I wanted to. And, um, Sylvie was just reminded me so much of my grandma, how she just would like really push to be a part of my life and how it was really important. Um, did you get to visit her? Yeah, so we would we would spend a good part of summers with her, and then she would come down over the winter and sort of do the snowbird thing at mm -hmm. our house for a little while, um, as you would if you had family in Arizona and exactly. you lived in Iowa. Um, but it was um, there were parts of it that were that were interesting to me, and we'll we can talk about. We had our significant others also read the book with us last night for their first time for their first time because boys don't have. 
boy stuff. There's not a this. boy equivalent of Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. I don't, if there is, I don't know or what it is. Or even of a Judy Bloom. No, I don't, think. I don't think that there is. And that's too bad. Mm-hmm. Because we learned um, all about menstruation. Menstruation. Menstruation in the book. Um, we learned how to do, we must, we, we must, must, we must, must increase, increase our bus exercise. It's very mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yes. We learned about how girls can sometimes be mean to each other. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how sometimes you can find a friend that you didn't expect to find. In a girl, and sometimes boys can be mean, even though they're the cutest boy in the whole class. That often works out that way, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can be sneaky like that. Um, so it was, it was just like a little, um, a little moment of psychoanalysis about why I might have liked this book so much and read it so many times. And I thought I was reading it for, um, you know the talk about puberty uh-huh. and stuff like that. But what I was really reading it for was for the relationship between Margaret and her grandma and the relationship between Margaret and God. I mean, I, I was a kid who really wanted to understand, you know, God, I talked to God all by myself when mm-hmm. I was a kid too, quiet without moving my mouth. So, um, I thought I was the only one and then Margaret did it too. Oh. So, uh, that was that was actually also very interesting. So I I would recommend to all ages. To all ages, it'll be a little weird. There's some stuff that is not updated. There's dungarees. Well, we still have those somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and loafers and um and they she got a record album and things uh, mm-hmm. which now the kids are getting back into. Yeah, but. there's some. There's not a cell phone in sight. No, or text. It's a simple you know. time. Yeah. But um, so there's some stuff that's dated. There, they did update one thing, and that is the feminine hygiene, hygiene products, products. <laughs> have been updated for the new. No longer the new have millennial. the belt. No. Um, so I don't know. What did you think when you were reading it? Well, I um, I really enjoyed it. I was a uh, I was raised without religion, and my parents are are sort of religious, but they didn't really push it. But I remember kind of going through her sort of struggle and being really interested in that kind of from a, from um, a voyeuristic sort of perspective. Um, but I also, I guess I related to her a lot also because I was also the last girl to get my period of all my friends. And so just waiting mm. for it. And the fact that she describes in the book <laughs> not knowing what's going to happen and the, and the young ladies are just so desperate to know, like, does it hurt? What does it feel like? You know, what's it, what's it like? And I remember all of that anticipation. And so um, that was really, really helpful at the time to feel like, oh, man, okay, I'm not the only one who has these questions, kind of like you said. Um, but I also really liked the just it's such a good portrayal of of a kid um and this kid is seems to have a loving environment and um, she's kind of left to be uh whatever she wants to be and i love that when she's asked her likes and dislikes her likes are long hair tuna fish the smell of rain and things that are pink and it's just like yeah (laughs) when you're a kid that's perfect Mm. Um, so I, I think Judy Bloom just nailed it. And, uh, and they've got a lot of, a lot of kind of little issues that are snuck in there. Like you said, with kind of, um, friendships that might be, uh, not as nice as what you think they are. And there's one point where, you know, her, her teacher is a male and that's unexpected. And he's asking 
what the kids think of male teachers. And so she kind of tackles, um, without being too overt, uh, some, some gender issues and, and things mm-hmm. like that of the time. And, you know, if you haven't read this book, I guess, you know, the premise of this book is that, um, start I guess that, we should probably. start with that. Ugh, we're the Rewind worst. in your mind. Rewind in your mind. So the premise of the book, if you haven't read it in the last 40 years that it's been out, um, is that, uh, Margaret, and her family move move out of New York City, and they move to, to Joycey. Kind of did, yeah, to Joycey, to the to the burbs, mm-hmm. to the burbs of Joycey, and um, they uh, you find out as the book goes along that Margaret's mom, it, uh, her family is um, Christian, and uh, Margaret's dad is Jewish, and uh, Margaret's obviously grandma Sylvie's still in her life but the other grandparents have um disowned the family mm-hmm. and haven't spoken to them in the in the 12 years or actually they haven't spoken years. to them in 14 years mm-hmm. so um so there's this whole piece of you know like that part of the family's not there and so this there's this overarching issue but she handles it very low-key mm-hmm. um you know i would say like as as you would not quite get all of the implications of that when you're um, 11 or 12 years old. Um, it's handled, you know, pretty deftly by Judy Bloom. It doesn't go, like, super deep into no. everything. It's just, and she's just, you know, her parents have said, you can just choose to be what religion you want to be when you grow up. And mm-hmm. there's a little subtle pressure on uh, from Grandma Sylvie, well, who, bless her. who wants her to eat a lot of corned beef and, there's, you know, there, there's some other pressure comes up, but um, I think it's handled really well. And I think I'm ready to write the sequel for midlife. Okay. Are you there, Margarita? It's me, Polly. <laughs> that's my midlife. I think that's beautiful. Book. I think okay. that's beautiful. I like that a lot. I'll start working on that. It's it's the menopause follow-up. Oh, yes. To <laughs> To puberty. The menopause follow-up. But if you're the last Stay one, tuned, you don't everybody. necessarily mind. <laughs> no, I don't mind being the last one at all. So um, I will we'll keep you guys posted. That sounds beautiful. I'm sure you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you have anything else that you'd like to say about Judy Bloom or reading banned books? Well, um, I... Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, so, like as you said, next week is Band Book Week, uh, and it's the the last. So it's the last week of September that leads into the first of October, and I'm excited because I was on the selection committee for the library's Band Book Trading Cards, mm. um, where we accept uh, user-submitted art from around the community, and um, it's got to be based on a banned book, and this year's theme was diversity in banned books. So we looked at uh, so many submissions, and it was really, really difficult, and we narrowed it down to seven pieces of art that will turn into trading cards, and we've, um, we're going to be releasing those uh, the week of banned book week, one a day at the library, and um, I... Don't think there was any Judy Bloom in there. Mm. Um, Don't give it away. Okay. Don't say words. I mean, in the any say no words. Okay, they were good. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, But I'm just really excited to see them, and I think that I'm I'm very excited to see the artists when they win and everything. Is this our fourth Fourth? year doing it? Mm -hmm. Fourth year. And there have been some other libraries across the country that have been that have 
taken like snowballed on our idea so it's That's been a really neat program mm-hmm. yeah and it just goes to show how important it is to um to readers to have access to different books and to celebrate the books that have been challenged and banned and it's just a really nice way to 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 celebrate that week mm-hmm. so i was really shocked i mean this is a juvenile fiction book but when i looked at the list Mm-hmm. Of like the most banned books, especially the ones who had diverse characters, over half of the list, more than half, ha- was either young adult fiction or juvenile fiction. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot of censorship. Know, there's a lot, yeah. So it was very interesting to me um, about the way that we decide what we should make available to mm-hmm. people and to readers. But and menstruation is not apparently something that someone wants to read about (laughs) it you know it happens to half of us Mm -hmm. so judy bloom was on point Mm -hmm. as they say as the kids say they do say that sometimes (laughs) well um i think that's That's, all we can say about judy bloom that's she said she said for you that's she said she said okay so well here's the deal we can't always be reading. Are you sure? I can't always be reading. Okay. My eyes get like sandy and I don't grainy. have children. I got a lot of kids. I can't. <laughs> you have 12 kids. I got like 17 <laughs> kids or something. I don't even know anymore. You have high schoolers. That's I, the equivalent of, of 25 I can't kids. can't keep track. But the thing is, is um, I'm tired. So I can't always be reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love to. But there's some other stuff I got to do. And let me tell you, this week, the other stuff I got to do is watch The Walking Dead. Because mm. The Walking Dead, the latest season, nobody tell me what happens. Because I've, I've managed to stay completely, That's... completely, well, 92%. <laughs> I've managed to stay 92% unaware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, now I'm like freaking out because it's there and I'm, I got to binge watch it because I got to hurry up before somebody spoils it for me. That it would like hurt worse now. Yeah, it hurt because worse you've been, now because it's you've there. Worked so hard I've this. worked so hard, but um, but so I'm I'm binge watching right now. Is it on Netflix or did you get it? It is on Netflix. Nice. That's how I'm accessing. Do you get it. scared? Yes. Okay. I get scared. I. It's the dumbest thing. I don't know why I watch it. <laughs> but I get, I'm so scared. That's why I read those books. You mm-hmm. just like, we like to be scared sometimes. Well, I, there was something and I really wanted to watch the next episode. And my husband's like, well, I can't stay up any longer. And I grabbed his arm, much like a zombie yes, would yes. grab your arm. You and him. I said, but I can't watch it by myself. <laughs> but I can't watch it by myself. And he was like, oh, God, I have to go to bed now. So I didn't get to watch it because he had to go to bed. Aww. I don't think that's fair. But it happened. Man. Well, mm-hmm. save it for next time. Just savoring it. Well, that's how he tried to spin it, but I didn't really agree with that. I don't know. What are you doing I've when watched you're not reading? nothing current because mm. uh, that's a thing that I don't get myself to do a lot. But I did watch this Rip Roaring film called Fantasia. <laughs> came out in 1940. Uh, it's beautiful. Apparently, mm. it's been the week of just revisiting things that I loved as a child because mm. I used to watch Fantasia all the time, and I'm so glad that my parents put it on for me because it's beautiful. It makes you look at classical music differently. It's so artistically done. The graphics right now are terrible, you can tell, because this is from 1940. 
but a lot of nudity in that by the way there are yeah there's uh the as long as we're talking about band things yes the centaurs <laughs> the ladies the centaurettes as they yeah. call them because that's oh. what you call lady centaurs oh, apparently uh they are uh topless are part of it and so mm-hmm. are the fairies mm-hmm. so i saw that too when yeah. i was a kid they closer must have to been 1940 than when you saw <laughs> it they must have been doing the we must increase our bust uh, they must that's have all been. i'm gonna say <laughs> <laughs> well okay what else are you what else are you doing what else are you doing when you're not reading oh my gosh one other reading thing. sleeping i'm um, doing nothing else eating a lot of pizza and uh This is going to be a challenge for you because, folks, I don't, uh, as as Kate mentioned, she's just not, she just doesn't watch the TVs. No, and I read two or three books a week, so. She goes out to live music events. I do, sometimes, a live music event or two. Mm -hmm. So you can report on those. I will, when I have those. I can't go to those. Because I have to go to sleep. (laughs) And you have to wear earplugs. (laughs) And I have to wear earplugs. It's all right. It's It's not for everybody. It's too loud. I think I'm more of an audio person and you're more of a visual person. So Yeah, I think we're just finding out about ourselves this This week. This is a self-discovery podcast (laughs) at the Book Squad. (laughs) That's very nice. I don't know what I'm going to do when I finish binging, though. Because then then I have to find something new to binge. I just... Oh, guys! This is what you need to do. Because here's the other thing I'm doing is I finally finished West Wing. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's seven. Which seasons. is also not a brand new show. No. <laughs> but I was busy making humans yes. from the time the show came on until the time. So I missed it the first time around. So I just got to watch it for the first time. And it was amazing. And if you don't know this, there is a West Wing podcast that you should listen to, oh. and it breaks it down episode by episode. Now, you shouldn't listen to that instead of our podcast, Mm-mm, because no. our podcast is the thing that you should listen to first. Mm-hmm. And if you only have time for one, this is Ours it. is way better, yeah. Way but, better. Super way better. They have Dulé Hill, but but way got, better. We've got us. Um, but so if, you, if, you're, if you're down for podcasts, that's a really good one. And if you like West Wing. And actually, if you're, if you're just had it, if you're super tired of election season, the seventh season of West Wing is an election. Mm-hmm. And so you can just watch that election and oh. pretend like that is the election we're having right now. But if, still go vote. Yeah, but still go vote <laughs> for like actual real, real people. people. But you could pretend that you have act that you're. That sounds nice. Cons- mm, it's way better. That sounds nice. I'm okay. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to rewatch that last season again. All Until the time. November and then 8th. cry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until November eighth. Well, that's all. That's all I've done this week. I'll have to come back with something new next time. Do we want to talk about things that are coming up? Because we've got that is something what Nick big. Nick wants us to do. Yes. Nick, that's what our producer, the producer, <laughs> because we have a producer. He he just suggested that we should talk about there's there's something really big coming up October seventh, and the, we are going to say her name right this time. <laughs> it is we are Geraldine Brooks is coming, mm-hmm. not Gwendolyn Brooks because Gwendolyn Brooks is dead. Yeah, unfortunately, and not Garth Brooks because that's a completely different person, super different. But Geraldine so Brooks mm-hmm. is coming, and she's written a ton of books, people, mm-hmm. and she's coming to talk about. What's the secret chord? She's on her paperback tour for the secret chord. Um, but I do believe, doesn't she have another one coming, coming out? soon? She may. She's very prolific. 
and she's going to be interviewed. We're just going to leave that hanging yes. in case. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Our producer can look that up. I don't know. <laughs> she will be interviewed by Laura Moriarty, another mm. um, author, a local author, and that'll be at Liberty Hall on October 7th. And I think doors open at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. And it starts at 7.30. Mm-hmm. You should go there. Get a little snack. You get should be there. Yeah. You should go. I think it'll be really good. I think it will be. And we've got another author coming in late October. Um, Nathan Hill is, is talking about the Knicks. You guys, I do not miss this one because I we went to Book Expo America in Chicago mm-hmm. And they were talking about nothing else. Like This was the book. They the were book. pushing this book. So this is really, he's a debut author, and it's really amazing that he's coming to Lawrence. So you should definitely get out for that one. Um, that is on October 24th, 24th. I believe. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what's coming up pretty soon. In bookish news. Mm-hmm. News that's bookish. Yes. All right. Well... That is all we have time for. Thank you. Thank I'll talk you. Talk to you next time on the Book Squad, Squad Podcast. <laughs> That's it for this pilot edition of the Book Squad Podcast. Our awesome Book Squad librarians are Polly Ken and Kate Gramlich. Our theme music is by Heidi Lynn Luke. I'm Nick Carswell, and this has been a production of Lawrence Public Library and Audio Reader Network. Mm-hmm.